Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello and welcome to the Future Tech Podcast, everyone. My name is Josh Thomas, and I'm here with Zach LeBeau from SingularDTV.com. Hey, Zach, how's it going? It's going great, Josh. Thanks so much for, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, SingularDTV, I've heard, is a decentralized entertainment economy built on the Ethereum protocol. Now, that's a lot of words. How, how do we break that down into simple terms? Yeah, you know, that's that's a great question. Uh, a lot of people ask me, especially when when describing blockchain technology and what we're doing to to explain it as if they were five year five years old. Uh, the challenge is that blockchain tech isn't really for five year olds yet. So, <laughs> I mean, those those days are coming, but I'll, I'll try to be as concise and, and, and simple as possible. Really, what Singular DTV is doing is we're releasing a suite of development, production, and distribution applications, really that utilize the revolution, the revolutionary aspects of blockchain technology. And the one that has impacted us the most is the fact that blockchain technology allows for a convergence of data and network in the same space. And that's never happened with computer architecture before. That's never, it doesn't exist on the internet um, as, as well. So what, what that basically allows us to do is uh, by using, by developing on the Ethereum protocol, we can create tokenized ecosystems and tokens that we can program with intellectual property, which basically allows artists and creators control and management over their rights, their revenue, and their royalty stream without the need of gatekeepers and intermediaries um, extracting value from their expression. Okay. So this... This reminds me a little bit about uh, the the music industry underwent a transformation uh, 15 to 20 years ago because of Napster. Uh, Napster basically mm. said, hey, uh, we're going to take all this music, we're going to put it out for free. And then the, the music studios said, no, wait a minute, we got to collect our paycheck. And then the artists, you know, same thing. And ultimately what happened is, uh, you know, it, it totally changed the economic model of the music industry uh, away from record sales as a profit source and more towards, you know, live events and merchandise and those sorts of things. Right. Uh, it sounds like you're trying to um, uh, usher in the, the next phase of that to where, you know, the music studio uh, no longer has that uh, overbearing control over the artists and the artists can just decide for themselves. 
Talk to me a little bit more about, you know, where that, first of all, is that a correct assessment? Uh, yeah, definitely. That, that sounds that, that sounds extremely accurate. You know, the the inspiration for Singularity TV and all of this really started in 1997, long before blockchain technology. And that was when uh, David Bowie launched himself on Wall Street and created Bowie Bonds. And these Bowie Bonds uh, basically were the promise of his future royalties. And, you know, it, it was pretty much something where those in the know on Wall Street could only participate. But when, when my partners and I discovered blockchain technology, we realized this was the next step to that. We could actually have true democratization, this new type of reciprocal relationship between artist and creator. And what we're doing right now is, you know, we, we uh, launched our first, our first couple applications, artists and projects, uh, just a couple weeks ago. And one of the most important steps is really uh, creating your own tokenized ecosystem and token that represents your project and your intellectual property. Now, in, in the legacy world, business structures are known as LLCs and corporations, but in this new paradigm with blockchain technology on Ethereum, with Singular DTV, the new kind of business structure is called a tokenized ecosystem. So what basically happens is um, when an artist creates their own tokenized ecosystem, embeds their intellectual property, their rights, their revenue, their royalty streams into tokens, they can now distribute those tokens to their fan base. And this is where that new reciprocal relationship actually uh, begins to occur. Because right now, if we like our favorite song or our favorite television show, and we go around to our friends and family telling everybody about it, you've got you to you listen to this, you've got to watch this, and they go and do it, we really don't benefit from that right now. But if we hold those artists or that project's tokens, and we go out and tell our friends and family to go watch or listen to this, and they do, then the, the value, the revenue, the money that they spend on that will be embedded pro rata in those artists' tokens, which, which you hold, that you can either instantaneously withdraw or store. Okay. And so it, and it's a way for, for uh, it's, it's kind of a sophisticated affiliate system where I, I know of an artist and I want to tell you about this artist. And if you go and consume their material, then, then I benefit from that and some kind of, you know, fractal uh, increase in the value of my tokens. So a couple of weeks ago, November 9, actually, we launched uh, electronic dance musician and producer um, Grammatic. And Grammatic is, is very well known all throughout the world. Um, he plays over 200 shows a year. He's, he has a really passionate uh, international fan base. And we used him as a, as a test case. So we created a tokenized ecosystem around his brand. And what he basically did was released 25% of his tokens, which represent his IP, uh, to the public on the blockchain. And he raised, he was looking for $2.25 million uh, for that 25% to raise money for his next albums, for some short films, and, and for a number of other things that he'd want to do and, and uh, as a producer for, for some other up-and-coming talent. So that 25%, and, and he kept... 75% in reserve, so that, that really acts as, as, you know, it creates a market cap for him of, of about $9 million. Uh, so anytime that he wants to continue to create, he just li liquidates tokens from his reserve, and then he's off creating a, a music album, a film, uh, whatever. So the entire point is that he takes that $2.25 million, creates as much content as possible, puts it on his blockchain distribution channel, 
And the more content you have on your distribution channel, uh, hopefully the more audience you have interacting with it, uh, the more revenue generated, the more revenue generated and embedded in the token, theoretically the demand for the token increases because uh, its value increases and the market cap of its entertainment economy increases. So really it's, it's all about taking the gatekeepers and the intermediaries out of the equation when Grammatic wants to uh, um, create. Uh, it's, it's definitely a more reciprocal relationship between him and his fan base uh, now. And, you know, under this model, we're also uh, producing television series uh, episodes, seasons. And what we're, what we're looking to prove with this model with regard to television is that if we, if we can generate an audience right from the beginning and create a reserve, a market cap for the television token, then theoretically a television show won't have to go, uh, won't have to be canceled uh, as long as there is the audience base there that supports it. Well, it still has to be good. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, yeah the, that's something that, 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 yeah, good storytelling, great storytelling is a constant. Absolutely. Yeah, so so that's interesting because, uh, you know, you've given a good use case here where uh, I I stopped watching TV long ago uh, because mm-hmm. it was just terrible. It was just boring and, you know, regurgitated, you know, cop shows and doctor shows, and I just get tired of it. But yeah. uh, the reason they do that is the same reason that the movie industry is putting out comic book movies and sequels yep. to other movies and sequels to comic book movies, and that's basically all you can go see now, is because uh, they are risk-averse. Um, yep. These things are expensive, and when they take a risk, a lot of times they just lose a whole bunch of money. And so the... the TV industry does cop shows and doctor shows and uh, the the procedural CSI type stuff and you just see a million iterations of that and nothing really original and and then right. some of them make it and some of them die but the reason is they're basically just guessing they don't know what people want they don't want they don't know what people are willing to even invest their time in and so uh, what you're uh, proposing here is uh, democratic from the beginning. If nobody wants to watch this show or this concept, nobody will fund it. Nobody will invest in it, and it'll it'll die before it ever makes it to the pilot episode. Is that am I understanding kind of what you're proposing here? Yeah, definitely. And the first few applications that we launched a couple of weeks ago uh, is called Tokit.io, and and that's basically the project creation application, but also it has a Kickstarter-esque component too. And if you go to tokit.io, T-O-K-I-T.io, you can see the first wave of projects and artists that we've launched. You can check out their campaign pages. You can you can read about what they're doing and, and what their raise has been. And uh, there's also some videos on there that dive in a little bit more uh, about who we are and what we do. You're spot on right there. And what you know, the premise that we're operating under is that with technology becoming uh, better, cheaper with with formats, entertainment formats changing and altering. Uh, you know, we're we're operating under the present uh, premise that in the next 10, 15 years, there will be more entertainment content created and generated than in the entire history of, of recent uh, uh, inter- entertainment uh, throughout the 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 20th centuries uh, 20th century until now. And it's that catalog of IP that we are most interested in managing and administrating 
Um, one of the reasons Napster had so much problem, so many problems, is they were taking rights generated from other businesses and exploiting those rights, um, or, or just distributing those rights without a license and and really with with no benefit to to the rights holders. Uh, we we're doing something completely different by containing the rights on the blockchain from development to distribution. So rather than us going out and trying to build bridges to Spotify and iTunes and distribution houses and things like that, uh, we're, we're building our own alternative completely on the blockchain. Uh, we definitely don't want to incentivize or, or empower these, these other platforms out there that notoriously extract value from the artists um, and, and basically making them their own indentured servants while, while the platforms and the audience reap the greatest benefit. What we do is put the creator in the middle, and then everything orbits around that. So you gave me an example of uh, Grammatic, who is someone who's already using your platform and, and has had some amount of success. Um, what, what are some of the challenges that you see uh, in, the, in the immediate future uh, to facilitate a, a larger adoption of this platform? What, what are some of the things standing in your way? Yeah, the biggest challenges are that uh, we're we're making all of this up as we go because the the tools even to build the applications don't exist. So we have to build the tools just to build the applications. Uh, um, you know, this this what we're building basically are smart contract systems and and series of smart contract systems that have never existed before. And this takes time, and there's a lot of trial and error. Um, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes this year. Uh, building a number of things, but you know, I guarantee you we won't make those same mistakes again. We'll make a, a, a whole a whole another wave of mistakes. But it's it's really that blockchain technology is so young. That's the biggest barrier right now. And also there's a scalability issue with blockchain technology and Ethereum. So we have to create hybridized applications that are partially decentralized uh, and use decentralized computing. But also, our, our, there's, there's centralized architecture mixed in there uh, as well. Um, another huge uh, uh, barrier or challenge we have is education. Um, we're not so worried about the user base, the audience, who are going to be watching uh, projects, the, the, the film, the TV, listening to the music on our distribution portal, because that's going to mimic pretty much most other distribution portals out there. You won't need to know anything about blockchain technology or the crypto sphere to, to use our distribution portal. But it's the artists on the other side, uh, their managers, their lawyers, their accountants that we've had to educate or th that we are educating uh, into what a tokenized ecosystem is, how can we possibly embed your IP in tokens, what does that mean, etc. So education is a big component on the artists and creator side. I would think another thing to look out for is uh, in in order to to really get the uh, the largest uh, well-known artists of today uh it's it's certainly possible to find independent artists who would adopt this and and there are several out there several high-profile artists that that are independent and they don't have a, re a record label so to speak but a lot of them really do and aside from the distribution, they get a lot of perks from being associated with that label, invitations to uh, private events, facilitating their, you know, their concerts. And there's all of these different things that, that a, uh, a music producer or distributor does for the artist. And have you, have you thought about how to really overcome the, the hurdle of 
you know, not being in the cool kids club anymore. You know, basically you're on your own if you're if you're into this system. Yeah. You're more you're on your own, which is a good thing, but you're on your own and it's kind of a bad thing sometimes if you don't get that uh that back end support. Yeah, no, it's interesting because we're we're definitely not uh trying to compete with with the establishing with the established uh industry. We're we're pretty much creating our own alternative. We're pretty much throwing our own party, uh, so to speak. But um you know, our, our access has been pretty interesting so far. I mean, we, you know, the International Emmys just happened here in New York City, and we uh, uh, were on a, uh, a panel uh, moderated by uh, Paul Vigna of the Wall Street Journal, and uh, you know, we we were invited to the uh, to the International Emmys award ceremony, and we had our own table there, and we even sponsored it. So, you know, we're we're, we're lucky with with our marketing and publicity contacts uh, that that we do have some uh, interesting um, access into uh, a lot of the uh, entertainment um, sizzle out there that apparently is so important uh, for, for marketing and, and publicity. But really, you know, what, what we're building is, is for those artists that um, you know, have felt certain pain points and for whatever reasons don't want to be a part of that uh, industry. And, you know, since launching Grammatic, since launching uh, a few films and uh, the television pilot and, and other, other things that you can see on Tokit.io, uh, we've, we've pretty much been deluged by uh, a number of high-profile filmmakers and producers and musicians from around the world. Uh, so many, actually, that, that we really have to be selective now because we just don't have uh, the time, energy, resources, and personnel to be able to accommodate uh, all of them. So... Um, it, it's exciting what what the future is going going to bring here, but it's definitely going to be a long, hard road. Well, it's uh, it's always a good problem to have to have too many people wanting your help, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we just have to make sure we don't drown in opportunity because if if we do spend our time, energy, and resources on in certain areas that that aren't path of least resistance, or with artists and projects that don't have a, a, more of that decentralizing mindset, that that's really crucial at this stage. Then, then, yeah, it could be definitely definitely uh, um, uh, burdensome. So you mentioned uh, just a minute ago that the the future is bright, but it's a long road ahead. What does what do you see the vision of this company in, let's say, the next one to five years? Where where do you where do you hope to land? Well, what we're doing right now is we're onboarding a lot of independent artists uh, in several different mediums who have felt the pain points uh, for for whatever reasons. So we're going to continue to do that so that they can uh, contribute their content to our distribution platform. But also, you know, we're talking with a lot of producers and production companies, even a couple studios we've entered into NDAs with, to really sort of create architecture, to, to create systems to manage uh, their very large uh, libraries of intellectual property because it's so inefficient uh, the way um, rights management is is performed today. So. Uh, we'll definitely have a huge amount of public-facing, uh, more uh, uh, the, the retail for the artist approach, but we also do have a, a lot of uh, biz dev uh, enterprise going on uh, you know, behind closed doors. And you know, when you look at other companies out there, uh, when, you, when you look at the, the big giants like Netflix, I mean, Netflix really is this, this, this train barreling down the tracks. It's on fire and it's headed for... It's headed for a cliff. It's headed off of a cliff. It, its business model just isn't sustainable. It's spending billions and billions of dollars uh, a year on content. It's going in debt. It's having to restructure its debt and, and borrow even more just to pay off its debt. 
And, um, you know, uh, five, ten years from now, it won't be able to continue that. Um, and we'll be looking for more sustainable economic models out there. And, and we believe blockchain technology and what we're building um, um, are those sustainable entertainment economic models. So we look forward to helping okay. uh, uh, Netflix onboard to the blockchain, possibly in about five years. Lofty goals to be sure. I'm, I'm excited about the opportunities you have here. This is uh, Zach LeBeau from SingularDTV.com, the de- decentralized entertainment economy, otherwise known as the blockchain studio. Thanks very much for joining us. Any, any final thoughts for uh, our audience before we go? Well, uh, Josh, thanks so much for having me. And, and, and yes, uh, those out there listening right now to this, if, if, if you are interested in the blockchain technology, if you're interested in Ethereum, the biggest, best thing you could possibly do is get involved. So go out there, start a wallet, start roaming around the crypto sphere. And um, yeah, it's, it's really important. Uh, this, this, is, this is a mindset. Uh, it's, it's more than just technological innovation. You know, we're at 1994, 1995 of, of the internet revolution in blockchain terms. So um, the number one thing is, uh, yeah, just uh, dip your toe into it or take that deep dive, but uh, get involved and, and, and figure out how blockchain technology is relevant to you and your life. Well said. Once again, thanks very much, Zach LeBeau, uh, SingularDTV.com. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much, Josh. Bye-bye. The Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference is coming to Dallas, Texas, February 16, 17, and 18 in 2018. If you know of a better way to get the latest insider knowledge about crypto, to hear directly from the top minds in this field, to interact personally with 800 fellow crypto lovers, hodlers, investors, miners, traders, developers, and founders, then I'd like to hear about it. If you don't, then you don't want to miss out. Register today for the Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Blockchain Super Conference. Go to BitcoinSuperConference.com and register today as a super early bird to get the lowest rates on tickets and hotel rooms. That's BitcoinSuperConference.com. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.